Joining me now is Dan Micah, reporter for ETF.com. He's here to talk meta and overall ETF performance this week. Hey there, Dan. Great to have you here. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thanks for having me. So, Dan, I want to start with this ticker change because since Meta reported, I've been tripping over myself time and time again, calling it Facebook. It doesn't help that the ticker is still FB. So when you're only looking at the ticker, it doesn't, you know, you don't think Meta. But uh, you're here with some news that FB is going to become Meta sometime in the future. When can we expect that? Right. Uh, I think all of our lives are about to get just a little bit easier when we're talking about this company. So meta platforms that, as the company is now known, um, obviously everyone was, was mainly paying attention to that slight dip in uh, subscriber growth and the, the, less, um, the less rosy picture, growth picture for the future. But at the very end of its press release on Tuesday, it said that it will change to the ticker META sometime in the first half of, of 2022. Uh, the reason they couldn't do that immediately was because a small independent issuer called Roundhill Investments had launched its own Metaverse ETF using that exact same ticker about three months before uh, Mark Zuckerberg made the announcement that the company is, is changing its name and going all in on the Metaverse. Uh, so it, so they, will be, uh, they will have that little brand alignment there uh, at some point in the next couple of months. All right, so that's why we've been stuck with the FB ticker. Although after looking at that earnings report, it's called Meta Platforms now, but it seemed to have a lot of Facebook problems. We talked a lot about Facebook, but uh, it's not just Meta shareholders feeling the pain post earnings report. It's also people who have exposure to Meta through ETFs. So talk to me a little bit about the Meta effect uh, in some of the ETFs you track. Yeah, so there are 321 ETFs in the United States that track uh, Facebook in some way, shape, or form. And I just caught myself there. Meta, uh, that track Meta in some <laughs> way, shape, or form. The biggest one is going to be the Spider Communication Services Select Sector Fund that has a 22.3% allocation to it, um, along with uh, Vanguard, Fidelity, iShares. They also have index-based uh funds that track the communication services sector uh, and have pretty big allocations to it, along with the upholding is Compound Kings ETF, which was um, um, which is an actively managed fund that aims for long-term growth, had um, just a long, a, a pretty big allocation just because uh, they had a, a strong conviction bet on, bet on it. So there's a lot of ETFs that got dragged down with uh, the, with the, uh, Meta stock down uh, up to 26% at one point during uh, during Wednesday trading, uh, and it, it just goes to show that you know we at ETF.com would just really recommend uh, really taking a deep look at how your index is constructed if you're going with a passive ETF or taking a, a really deep dive into your active ETFs just to know what's in there and how those are constructed because. Um, for example, I, the iShares Communication Services ETF is only down 7% year-to-date, while XLC, the, the Spider Fund, which has the bigger allocation, is down 9.5. That stuff really matters. Like that, that construction and where you're allocating your assets really matter. So it's really important to just take a look at that and, and really know what you're buying into and where your potential pain points are when you're buying uh, a basket of stocks like this. I'd love you to break that down a little bit more because I obviously know active versus passive investing. And in my mind, ETFs are passive investing. So what's active versus passive ETF? 
You can have both. Uh, ETFs started off as following indexes and using the uh, the, the the specific mechanisms to to trade and, and keep the price of the of the ETF share around the same price as um, the net asset value. So um, for the longest time, ETFs were just passive instruments, but uh, Particularly last year, we've seen a lot of active managers, thanks to uh, a rule in 2019 that the SEC approved called the ETF rule, uh, make it a lot easier for them to, to launch ETF products. There's white labelers that really do all the back-end work, and um, uh, asset managers can basically pay them to do all the, uh, the maintenance work to keep the fund active and focus on figuring out which stocks they want to buy or trade and put in there. Uh, ARKK, Kathy Woods, uh, flagship fund, and the vast majority of the ARK funds are actively traded. Um, they, she was really the first really big active manager to take uh, the active ETF into, into play, but we're seeing a lot of bigger uh, traditionally active mutual fund managers jump into the space as well with uh, Capital Group, which is one of the, the really big mutual fund holdouts planning to launch uh, a suite of active ETF sometime, uh, probably in late February, early March. Um, but yeah, that's we're we're ready there, um, and that's okay. again why it's so important to know where your fund, where you, like how your funds are structured. All right, I got it. So Kathy Woods doing the active part. In my mind, it's still passive because she's doing the work. But I, I get what you mean. But you know, speaking of Arc. Um, I think that that's one that kind of taught us about the risks of thematic investing, at least so far um, this year. And it's actually up 5% today. I'm taking a look at the chart. But when it comes to thematic investing, what about like social media in general? Because just today, Meta did close just fractionally lower, but it's down 20% this week. But then Pins is up 11% today. Snap is up nearly 60% today. Twitter up nearly 7% ahead of its earnings next week. So uh, what's interest in social media ETFs like in terms of a thematic play? And could some of the, the issues that we've seen with, I almost said Facebook, Meta bleed over into the broader space? Yeah, I actually think that uh, Meta's issue, Meta's uh, future growth reports, that actually hurt them, but was a benefit to uh, Snapchat in particular, uh, Pinterest today as well. And it might very well help out Twitter uh, once we see their earnings, particularly their um, whichever their preferred metric is for daily, monthly active users globally or in North America. Snap really blew up because it posted its first quarterly profit ever and uh, reported some very strong uh, additions to their to their to their user base. Pinterest actually reported, I believe, a six percent decline in their monthly user base, but they had to but they were able to get more revenue per user out of that. So I think that's where um, I, I think that's where Meta investors got quite spooked that they saw that the potential. Uh, basket of people to advertise to through Facebook and and the the family of, of meta apps is declining and there's also going to be the the headwinds with Apple having some additional privacy settings some less advertising budgets coming in because small businesses and businesses of all kind of being uh, disrupted with inflation and, and supply chain issues um, so I think that there's still going to be interest for social media companies to uh, continue to grow and continue to get the buzz around them, but it really relies on just 
them being able to point to the picture that they are continuing to grow, either eventually converting to their users into revenue like Pinterest has, or like Snap bringing in a lot more users and, and having uh, a more a rosy picture down the line of just how big the, the revenue base will be uh, or their customer base will be. Dan, we're just about out of time, but speaking of thematic ETFs, I wanted to quickly ask about this new subversive metaverse ETF, ticker symbol punk has a short position on Meta. It's all about timing, right? Absolutely. It, it, that, uh, that was the first ETF from Subversive Capital. They've mainly been a VC in, um, in cannabis, in, um, uh, in, in drug development um, or psychedelic development, excuse me. But yeah, they managed to time this perfectly. The, that uh, ETF PUNK Punk uh, launched on Thursday. And barely a week later, um, we saw just a huge, uh, a huge drop off in, in Meta's value. And the entire and the the idea behind that short was that they don't believe that Meta, the company, uh, should be the dominating the domineering force in the metaverse that um, that really uh, Mark Zuckerberg has really bet the company on. Uh, so for now, they've they've played it well, um, and they expect that. Um, with that short being open indefinitely, that they will continue to to benefit off of that. Yeah, certainly. It's certainly all about that timing. We have to leave it there. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. That was Dan Micah, reporter for ETF.com.